the talent we're going after is more scarce than ever. And we have to make sure that we do our due diligence and, and really tie off those loose ends. And if you don't get the job, you need to hear back from someone live and know why. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull. And on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you are working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help, but searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time-consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello and welcome to another episode of the TA Leaders Podcast. Today I have a fun interview with Tony Cornett, who is the Vice President of TA at the Trade Desk. Tony and I have known each other for a while and it's great to, to connect and, and catch up. So welcome, Tony. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. As we start out, let, let's talk just a little bit, if you could kind of introduce yourself, go through your background, maybe how you got into recruiting and some of the jobs that you've held uh, leading up to your current role. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I made my uh, introduction into recruiting like a lot of recruiters did by accident, went in to interview for a help desk job and walked out with a role as a recruiter because it paid more. At that moment, uh, after that, I really fell in love with the uh, things that most recruiters fall in love with, you know, the research, the hunt the tenacity needed to, to go and press forward. And then uh, I think as my career went on, I, I fell in love with the strategy of just human capital, as I will call it, and tying together business objectives with outcomes. And it really hit me early on. You know, CEOs and leaders will always say people are our most important asset, but the CFO will tell you that people are the most expensive asset as well. So getting that right and being good about it is, is really important. My career started off in the agency world. I think that's really good place to start for a lot of people. It teaches you how to hunt. My first inside job, as we'll call it, was at the Weather Channel in Atlanta. That was really great to kind of help me. You know, I was in technical recruiting, could do other things. Moved over from there uh, to a company called Sybase, which was origin then originally a database company that was acquired by SAP to uh, really build HANA that they have now. And so I spent a lot of time doing that, went out on my own for a while, had a lot of uh, success doing that and, and was just doing strategy work, not placing people, but going in and really building recruiting organizations. Got pulled out of that uh, to go back to SAP um, after I decided I didn't uh, enjoy being the accounts receivable person and other things. Then spent a lot of time at SAP. So really kind of worked my way up in that organization. I led uh, product and technology recruiting. I led sales recruiting in North America for a while. And then finally moved out to Seattle from Atlanta to head up the global technology side of their um, cloud business group. And from there, I went over to Metadata up in New York and uh, 
great company. It ended up getting acquired fast and uh, wasn't, wasn't ideal, but met a lot of great people. And uh, it has me where I'm at now over at the trade desk. It has a pretty unique mission and, and a lot of uh, big challenges we're solving for around hiring as well. That's great. Well, if you wouldn't mind, expand on that a little bit. Share a little bit more about uh, maybe about the trade desk and about kind of your role as far as kind of the scope of your role, number, you know, rough number of hires and, and kind of uh, the, what, what the team looks like. Absolutely. So the trade desk is founded out in uh, Ventura, California, been around since uh, 2009. We are a publicly held company. TTD is our stock symbol. A global technology company, what we do is market a software platform that's used by digital ad buyers, and they purchase data-driven digital advertising campaigns across different uh, formats and devices. So think about connected television, think about being on a Roku or something like that and and getting uh, those things from that. The team that I have is is a pretty big team, actually. We've scaled a lot since I got here in September. Uh, We currently have 60 people in our talent acquisition organization. And that also, so that's built of recruiters, some leaders, and then our uh, TA operations specialists to do the scheduling, onboarding, and the the great work that has to happen for any of those uh, hires or or interviews to take place in in the org. We're geo-functionally set up. So by region, by function, that gives us a specific expertise in the area. So our technical recruiters recruit on, on that and our sales our go-to-market recruiters recruit in sales in their region. We have a sourcing model that we've stood up. I really like the way that we've done that. We've made sourcing where our outcomes are based upon the pipeline they generate, not the hires that they make. And that keeps their focus on that, not asking their recruiter constantly what's going on with my candidate. So keep them uh, completely candidate facing and then our recruiters on the other side. So when I got there, we'd only had about, so last year in total with COVID, we did about, I'll just talk about number of offers that went out. We did about 350 offers last year uh, total, which wasn't a lot. When I got there in September, we made a huge push. We called it Finish Strong 2020, to where we probably pumped in about 80 offers in the last quarter. So this year we came out, we built the team right, we set our capacity, we set everything the right way against the biggest headcount plan that the company's ever had and based on growth and globally. So this year already, we've done an excess of 400 hires, 400 offers already. We're averaging about about 80 a month right now. And if you go, we were probably averaging about 60 a quarter at some point. So it's been phenomenal to watch the team uh, grow and expand it's becoming more and more efficient every day. We're getting better at interviewing. The team is amazing. So it's, it's a great group of people. That's great. Well, thanks for that context. That, that's awesome. Maybe share a little bit um, also about kind of your, your transformation strategy or kind of the key initiatives that, that you're leading with the team. Obviously, you scaled up quite a bit. We've got some good capability there, but talk a little bit about kind of where you're going from here and what initiatives that, that you're leading along this transformation. Coming in, I, I went through this major discovery process like any TA leader will. For me, I, I create a roadmap. I call it my four P's. I know marketing has theirs, but for me, it's people, performance, process, and partnership. So I, I looked at all those areas, went to the business and, and listened to what they needed from talent acquisition, what they were trying to accomplish. 
And it also went to um, the entire TA organization and talked to them about the challenges that they were having being successful with hiring. You know, are we, are we paying correctly? Do we have a good brand? Do we message correctly? Do we have a unique diversity strategy? So I think coming in the door, Ryan, the, the main thing was to establish trust and stability. Being a new leader is scary, but it's also scary for the people that are already there. So my goal was just to really come in and show people a path forward help everyone be successful. Building out our team was super important out of the gate, developing, defining, creating our model. We've built a university early talent structure that's taken off. Um, we've put a leader in charge of that. From a performance standpoint, uh, strategically, had to define our vision and mission. I know a lot of people think that may be something on a poster, but you have to know where you're going and what your North Star is and what you wanna be. And for us, we, we determined that early in a collective effort, put that together and, and followed that. Other things, you know, reporting, we didn't have very much data to go from. We really wanted to get deep insights, not only to help the business drive outcomes, but to help us be as efficient as possible, knowing our, our hiring and velocity data and getting that correct. So it was great to go through that process. We started doing things like surveying and then just really the impact to the business diversity initiatives, making sure that we educate the company on what that means and what are we doing and how do our actions match our words and what we're saying. Process was huge, you know, creating a interview training for the, the business operational workflows, getting our tools right, getting our, our pieces together and uh, centralizing our process globally was important. And then the last part in that is the partnership side and partnerships for me, it's, you know, the people analytics team, the business partners, total rewards, our outside agency partnerships, our vendor partnerships, and then engagement internally with the business. So that's the model, all four of those things happening in parallel, and we're laying track as the train moves. Okay, great. Well, yeah, that's a lot going on. Wouldn't expect anything different from you, so that, that, that's awesome. You obviously have a lot of work ahead of you and, and, and the team to, to lead that transformational um, journey that you, you just described. But as you look out even farther in the future, what are some things that you see in the future for, for either recruiting in general or specifically there at the trade desk? What are some things that you see in the future? So one of the things that I, that I see happening right now is post-COVID is this is where people are going to work, where they're going to reside, where they're going to, to be successful. Probably even yourself has, has touted talent without zip codes for years and what the advantages to that are. I realize that there's instances where people have to be in offices and do things. But I think what COVID did is show business leaders how productive people could be. And I've seen that all around, not just our organization, but other places as well. It works for some people. And then you have certain people who just need that interaction. So going out of this, there's going to have to be hybrid models of, you know, to address for that. It works well for some people, doesn't for others. I don't think offices go away. I just think it becomes more how we work will be will just look a little bit different. It'll be more interactive and and face-to-face when it needs to be and probably not when it doesn't. So that integration is is important. I think also too, you know, the the digitization we we people talk about, we're more in a cognitive realm now of past that, and meaning that how artificial intelligence and machine learning help us make better decisions. I think that's morphed into the candidate experience. You know, how easy is it to interact, to learn, to be remembered when you come to our career site, how when you engage with a company, 
Are you getting feedback? Are you getting disposition? So I say those things together, you would think that automation takes away tasks, but not only do we have to get the work thing right, but I think the candidate experience as, as much as we talk, have always talked about that becomes even more important. The talent we're going after is more scarce than ever. And we have to make sure that we do our due diligence and, and really tie off those loose ends. And if you don't get the job, you need to hear back from someone live and know why. So even though we have all this automation, I think those touch points become even more critical as we move forward because people have lost some trust during all of this and, and uh, they're going to need to see those things from employers. I mean, it's interesting, those two things that you bring up, I, I see that often and there's really a challenging and interesting dynamic happening in the workplace around the way people work and is it virtual? Is it in the office? Is it hybrid? And mm-hmm. how do organizations structure that not only for existing, but also for how do you use that to market your, your new hires or your new opportunities and then intersect that with your experience mm-hmm. in recruiting? And there's this whole, I guess there's this whole element of historically, I believe most of the recruiting practices and talent practices have been more organizationally focused, meaning that they were designed for experience internally the organization and not necessarily with the candidate in mind as much, even though candidate experience has been around. But now I feel like there's this evolution taking ground and happening where it is more turning into a candidate-driven experience for a lot of things, meaning, you know, I can pick and choose if I go in the office where I live. I can pick and choose how what roles I want to apply to, but also how fast I want to drive this process through the automation tools involved. And I can drive it. I don't have to wait for recruiters to get back to me on certain things. I can drive the speed of that. I think that's the future personally. And it's, it'll be interesting to see how all of that becomes operationalized. So, so it's, it's mm-hmm. fun that you pointed that out. I definitely see that too. Last question I would have for you is um, what part of the reason that, that I wanted, I started this, um, podcast and that I want to do is to, to add value back to the TA community. So what's a piece of advice that you would give others in, in talent acquisition? I would say specifically for leaders and just even the business in general, you know, we hinted about, you know, we talk about our candidate experience and we talk about our hiring leader experience. I think the part that we have to look at even more importantly now is the recruiter experience. You can do a quick job search anywhere. Recruiters are in just unbelievable demand. Good recruiters are, are in unbelievable demand at the moment uh, because companies have, have really seen what's happening, what we just discussed, and how do they attract and acquire that talent, but also retain that talent. You know, my advice, and, and I think it serves well, is, you know, set your recruiters up for success. Set them up to where, you know, their career matters. Do they have a succession plan? Can they move up in their, in their, in their roles, but also around just unbelievable demand. Good recruiters are, are in unbelievable demand at the moment uh, because companies have, have really seen what's happening, what we just discussed, and how do they attract and acquire that talent, but also retain that talent. How heavy the organization is, you know, how efficient you are, how quickly can they get to decisions with candidates? And, but do we give them the right tools? Do we give them the right interfaces? Do we give them the right technology to help them be as successful as we can? So one of the things that's really important is, you know, that I try to do, and believe me, I le- I'm not infallible. I, I have my, my faults and I try to be better every day. I want everyone to have this policy of just openness to come in, tell me what you need to be successful. Tell me what's not working. Tell me what should work. Come with solutions and let's, 
hear them, listen to them, because they're the ones doing that meaningful work every day, and we have to arm them to be successful. Great. Well, that, that's great advice. That's great guidance, and I appreciate it. So, Tony, great catching up. Great talking with you. Thank you very much for being a guest on the TA Leaders Podcast, and I uh, really appreciate you. Thank you, Ryan. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Stryker, and Walgreens? Then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free consultation.